Um, is the tax bill going to go anywhere in the Senate? Was Chuck Grassley just a, a lone voice? <laughs> I do think ultimately this will pass, Katie, but I think, you know, there's a mix of politics here uh, that has a lot to do with the fact that there are such small margins in both the House and the Senate. Uh, and that gives individual members a lot of power when it comes to bills like this. And so there are senators that do have issues with certain aspects of the bill. They want to have their say, whether that means it goes through the committee process, whether that means they offer up amendments on the Senate floor. Those things are all possible. Ultimately, though, I do think the votes are there for this bill to ultimately pass. It does, of course, require 60 votes in the Senate. I think the open question right now is the path that it takes to get to those 60 votes and whether or not the Senate will make any tweaks to the legislation that will then require the House to vote on it again. That could complicate it. But I think, uh, to your point, it's so rare in this Congress to see such an overwhelming bipartisan support for any piece of legislation, much less a tax piece of legislation, that I think it's going to be very difficult for the Senate not to endorse this plan as well. Um, we just got a little bit of news from Senator Schumer, Majority Leader, um, who just spoke on the Senate floor. He said the legislative text of the entire National Security Supplemental Aid Package will be released as early as tomorrow and no later than Sunday. And interestingly, importantly, he said this will be the entire aid bill, so funding for Ukraine, Israel, the border, and Taiwan. What is the uh, likelihood that that gets anywhere? So this has been the elusive supplemental package that uh, lawmakers have been hashing out for the last several weeks. Uh, it, as you rightly point out, involves uh, an extensive border package with a lot of different policy provisions included in that. It includes funding for Ukraine, Israel, and the Indo-Pacific. This is the grand plan that both the White House and uh, congressional leaders had when they started this process. It's, of course, been derailed many different times, but they do feel that they've reached the finish line here. They're just putting the finishing touches on the legislation. One of the chief negotiators, Senator James Langford, told reporters that he expects the text to be somewhere in the range of 200 pages. They hope to get it out for everyone to digest over the weekend and then begin the process of passing it in the Senate, perhaps as early as Wednesday of next week. Now, that's, this is going to require 60 votes to pass in the Senate, Katie. That's obviously not an easy task. But if they do get 60 votes or even more 60 votes, the question then becomes what happens in the House? Speaker Johnson has said that the provisions that he's seen, and he's not seen the entire bill, give him an appetite of not wanting to move the bill to the full House. But if the legislation comes out and he starts to see an overwhelming number of his members say that they can be supportive of it, that they want to see this border proposal in particular push through, then there is the chance that it could get to the House floor. There are still so many hurdles that this legislation needs to cross between now and then before it actually becomes uh, law. But right now, this is positive progress that they're actually going to have something that uh, lawmakers can digest and decide whether or not they want to support. So if the tax bill goes forward, and by the way, it's $33 billion to partly extend a major expansion of the child tax credit, which is huge for American families and lifts hundreds of thousands of kids out of poverty. There's also $33 billion to reinstate a set of expired tax benefits for businesses. If that goes through, that would be 36 bills. And then if this uh, supplemental for national security, which includes the border and Ukraine, that would be 37, which would get them a little, a little higher up in the legislative um, progress for their term as the 118th Congress. Ryan Noble. How, how do we keep it all? How do we keep track of all of it, Katie? It's coming so how fast do we? It's going so fast. It's just so hard. To this is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot. All these networks lying 
about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's Thursday, uh, 1 February, Year of the Lord, 2024. Thank you for joining us to the afternoon and early evening edition of the War Room. I want to go to immediately to Congressman Anna Paulina Luna, APL. Uh, she's driving. Uh, she joins us by phone. Uh, Congressman, can you please describe uh, this letter you sent today, uh, what it's about, Jack Smith? How important is it? Why did you send it? Hey, Steve. Uh, glad to be back on. Yeah, what we realized in kind of observing and looking into really whether or not Jack Smith and the question of whether or not he's actually been constitutionally appointed. Um, right now, we're seeing that every single aspect of this administration and really the deep state has been weaponized against President Trump in, in an election year, nonetheless. And so the question is, is who appointed him, whether or not he's acting um, in his own rogue capacity, which we think he is, and whether or not he has really been subject to any congressional oversight, which there is precedent in previous cases, uh, specifically McGrain versus Doherty, that says that, you know, any prosecutor in this capacity would have to be under congressional oversight. And so I had some of my colleagues join me on this, but, you know, we hope that the rest of the body is asking these same questions, because frankly, Steve, uh, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we're not asking these questions. Congressman, you know, people kicked this around a couple months ago, and they're saying Garland appointed him. Is that not under the provision? I realize that law has been changed and, and rescinded, and it's quite controversial. Some people say it might be constitutional. But in Garland's mind, did he think that he played by the rules in assigning uh, Jack Smith in a prosecutorial role under the auspices of DOJ? Um, I think that if he really was playing by the rules, he would understand that what he did was likely not constitutional. And so we're, you know, Jack Smith is officially on the clock, okay? He has nine days to respond to my office and the other members who have joined me on this letter. And if he chooses to not, that's going to be his decision, and, and we will see what options we have at our disposal at that point in time. Congressman uh, APL, thank you so much. We're going to push that letter out hard. Can you give your social media website? Because I know p more people are going to find out about this. Grace, Mo, everybody's going to push this out to all of our chat rooms, uh, over to Telegram, all of it. But how do people get to you? Yes, you can find us on our official account at Rep Luna or on my personal at Real Ana Polina. Congressman, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Going on offense, uh, people have wondered about this for a long time. APO finally stood up and took action. You're seeing this. Remember, these bills are all over the map right now. It's just you know they're they're saying they're going to put the text out on the on the on the um, the text on the uh, immigrate or the you know the immigration bill or what I call the amnesty bill. Uh, Janet Yellen's whining today about we immediately need to hit the sixty billion dollars. On Ukraine, uh, Dr. Seb Gorka is going to join me shortly to talk about this potential coup over there, how that's going to affect us shoveling more money. Uh, if I don't have Boris, because I know we got to rehook the phone up, let's get. I think I've got Scott Besant, and I think Scott joins us from our Palm Beach 
uh, studio. Scott, um, first off, you're one of the top hedge fund guys in the country. You put out a quarterly letter to your to your uh, investors as your fiduciary duty. You had a detailed analysis in there about what's really going on in the market, particularly the stock market. Uh, that was written up by Bloomberg. Daily Mail's made it one of its lead stories. This is on fire. It's called the other or the real Trump rally. Can you just walk us through? Because I know that you're a quantitative mathematical guy. Biden's walking around saying it's everything in the in the market that's good is his. But you fundamentally disagree with that? Uh, Steve, thanks for having me on. Yes, we do. And I, I thought it was important to set the record straight in terms of why we are bullish on the market. You know, this is a Trump rally, not a Biden rally. And as you said, my view is an investment view, not a political view. You know, we, we, I have my own political views. We tease those out and we look for the factors that are moving the market. And as I said in the letter, I think the market is anchoring on a Trump victory, which would include the, uh, the Trump tax cuts uh, being reapplied because they expire in 25. Uh, light touch deregulation, more prudent antitrust policies, the, uh, and um, a, the, you know, generally um, less drama overseas. Uh, the other thing that's important to think about is on the other side, you know, the market is anchoring toward a Trump victory. Uh, Ye Janet Yellen and the Biden apparatus are also anchoring on a Trump victory, and they are doing everything they can to keep Donald Trump from coming back to Washington. So <laughs> you know, they are they are priming the pump as hard as they can. And you know, my, my point in the letter was, you know, this is as good as it gets. This is euphoria. Trump is ahead in the polls. The apparatus is panicked, and may if Trump. You know, lead continues into the summer may get more panicked. So you know those are uh, great conditions for what's happening in the market. Uh, we produced a chart the, uh, that some people uh, have gotten a hold of and have put up on social media that shows yeah. you know the the market for the past the uh, 14 months has performed much better when Donald Trump is in the lead in the polls. Yeah, if we put, by the way, if Denver, if uh, or my crack staff here could pull that up because it was in Daily Mail too. I just want to make sure as we get it up, people understand it. You went back because you're an analytical guy, and you said you basically said when the polls show Trump's up, the market responds positively. When the market when it shows Biden up, there's negative. So this is not really Biden's rally. You're saying they that the market is looking always forward looking, and when they looks at the Trump victory for as you said the tax cuts and the deregulation and some sanity geopolitically, good things happen. When they see Biden or it gets iffy, then they pull back. Is that basically your analytical theory of the case? Yeah, is look, you know, the market's had small gains when the uh, Biden's up, but it, it you know, Trump the Trump gains they are much bigger and much more persistent. And you know, this isn't a huge data set, but directionally, this is what's happening. And you know, I think it's important, you know, again, you know, I'm saying the, uh, this isn't a political view, it is an investment view. Uh, and I think it's important to 
isolate why it's happening. And I think one of the biggest factors, and you know, look, every incumbent administration does this. You know, they prime the pump for their candidate. I would say I believe that Janet Yellen is being especially reckless here, given the yawning deficits we have, six, seven percent of GDP with low unemployment. You know, you're not supposed to have deficits like this the, uh, when the economy is doing well. And you're not supposed to be priming the pump uh, when the Federal Reserve is hiking rates or you know, is, is trying to pull down inflation. You know, the, the financial positions in Washington, head of the Fed, Treasury Secretary, are risk management positions. And I think that right now, the, the risk management has been put to the side in favor of a Biden re-election, right? Like this is how okay, okay. this is how we got the problem with inflation. It was poor risk management. Okay, hang on for a second. We're going to hold you to the break. I just got to ask them because look, we have principally a working class and a middle class audience. One of the things we pride ourselves in is trying to teach people the fundamentals of macro. And most people think that uh, the Federal Reserve and Treasury should be like Caesar's wife, right? It should be – they understand lawfare and the DOJ and the national security state, deep state. But are you, are you implying that the Fed and the Treasury are working to basically put more – infuse more liquidity into the system to help Biden in his reelection? I'm, I'm making two different – I, I am seeing the uh, shades of gray – and with Yellen, you know, she is a political appointee in an editorial or a piece I wrote two years ago. I called her three years ago. I called her one of America's great public servants. In my letter yesterday, I called her a political apparatchik. And she has crossed the Rubicon and is the, uh, you know, clearly on a political mission. The Fed is more of an implicit bias, although, you know, I will say former the New York Fed governor, Bill Dudley, did say the, before the 20 election that the Fed should raise rates to keep Donald Trump out. And Lel Brainerd, the current wow. head of the National Economic Council, they uh, uh, broke with all protocol and donated to Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, is wow. 90-something percent of the, the people in D.C. vote Democratic. So, you know, th there's a bias there. Scott, Scott, uh, Scott hang on one second. We're going to hold you through the break. Back in a minute. Scott Besson, hedge fund manager. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. 
with an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Scott Besson, hedge fund manager, has got kind of a brain analysis. I know that uh, people around the president, the president, others on Wall Street are talking about it, about the Trump rally, the other Trump rally, about President Trump, his polling. People think he's coming back. Investors, they're ready to go long, as we say. Scott, one of the most important members of our uh, War Room Engine Room, these are people, sophisticated people throughout the country that watch the show and provide analysis, just said, uh, Scott Besson seems super honest. How can he possibly work on Wall Street? Well, you know, Steve, they, uh, you know, I'm from Little River, South Carolina. The only thing I knew about Wall Street when I was a kid was something bad happened there in 1929. And, you know, I've been incredibly lucky. I actually moved my business and my family down to Charleston, South Carolina, my home state. So it was good to, good to get away from the, the people on Wall Street. Let me ask you, the people are kind of shocked. A lot of the audience in the live chat are saying, hey, they understand lawfare. We know they understand that now. They understand the deep state. Other things have been happening in the Hill against President Trump. But they're kind of shocked with these people like the Treasury Department. The, the Treasury and the Fed, they put differently because you're dealing with the currency. You're dealing with people's money. It's the most it's probably got the most fiduciary responsibility on any office, maybe outside the president. Uh, this one, again, you, you called Yellen, someone who at one time you kind of admired, maybe you said she's now a political apparatchik and you actually question members of the Federal Reserve, maybe board of governors or Fed uh, presidents of the maybe regional feds of actually pulling for a Biden win. Look, you know, again, let's separate those. I, I think the bias is more implicit at the Fed. Clearly, it's it's more they uh, it's, it's more overt at Treasury is Secretary Yellen reports to the president and answers to the president. Secretary Yellen's job was on the line. The, uh, in <clears throat> there, it was widely rumored that she was going to be replaced in the early summer of 22. We even saw in mainstream media the list of the replacements, Gina Raimondo, Lyle Brainerd, Gary Gensler, and it looked like they jerked on her chain a bit, and she responded. Is, but again, every administration does this. What is worrying here is the level that, at which this is being done, that we, we are racking up these trillion-dollar deficits. The national debt is moving up, the, I think it's a trillion dollars every 100 days. So, you know, this, this isn't something to play around with. Uh, you know, something for your viewers to watch, there's, and you, know, you can monitor this, and, and I challenge Secretary Yellen. There's something called the Treasury General Account. And it is, think of it as the Fed's, think of it as the Treasury's checking account at the Federal Reserve. So when tax money comes in, the expenditures go out, the, it runs through this account. And they have, since COVID, the Treasury has kept a very high buffer. Uh, last summer, during the debt ceiling crisis, and it, you know, it's a rainy day 
fun. Last summer during the debt crisis, it was run down close to zero because the government wasn't able to issue debt. You know, think of it as a strategic petroleum reserve for money. And you know, with the strategic petroleum reserve, I would say, you know, I'd make another point that Janet Yellen has run that down the, to decades low levels, and she did that going into the 22 elections. So she, the federal government was selling crude into the market to suppress the oil price, and then, you know, we, we identified that, and you know, now we identify the, what they're doing here. You know, our jobs make money, not be political, but you know, when you have this Treasury General account, uh, since COVID has started, the, that account has the, been at about 500 billion to 750 billion. So I would challenge Secretary Yellen to keep it at that level going into the November election. Wow. That wow. The, we will monitor. The, are you are you implying? Hold on. Are you, are you implying that she would take that liquidity and pump it into the market so that the stock market stayed up uh, as as Biden tried to tighten the race with Trump? I'm saying she could, and I'm saying you know we'll see. You know, wow. the, on the other side, I would point out that Stephen Mnuchin, the uh, President Trump's the uh, Treasury Secretary, did what was extremely prudent during COVID. You know, he left office on January 19th, January 20th, 2021. There was 1.6 trillion in that account because of the COVID crisis. You know, again, this is a wow. buffer that Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve Chair <laughs> are risk management wow. positions. Are you willing to risk? Okay. Are you willing to risk the the credibility? the liquidity of the U.S. government to get your president reelected. Wow. Scott Besson, I don't know if you have a social media, but uh, if you do or a page somebody can go to to find out more about you, we'll have you back on. I know that this uh, story has got Wall Street talking. It's been everywhere. Daily Mail. I think National Pulse just wrote it up. Um, how do people track you down? How do they follow you? They, uh, Steve, I try to keep people from tracking me down. They, uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the, so, um, you know, it is th this just the, you know, this, this was an investor letter that seems to have gone viral. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't trying yeah. to set anything off. I wasn't trying to take a, a public position. I was just trying to tell, you know, our, our small group of limited partners for our fund, the, how we thought we were going to make money. And, you know, again, this should be quite bullish for the stock market. And, you know, we'll see what happens if President Biden were to move ahead. Is, you know, a friend of mine was just with a group of Navy SEALs and, or ex-Navy SEALs, and he came back and he said, you know, they have a saying that says the um, F around and find out. And, you know, is if the market, the or if the investing public or the American public wants to find out the, what the market will do, then they start indicating you're going to vote for Joe Biden. And you know, again, like I said, the, everything we do is finance, not political. And if somehow Biden were to pull ahead in the polls, we'd be less optimistic. 
Uh, Scott, thank you very much. We will follow this and look forward to having you back. And we will keep, we commit, we will keep our eye on a daily basis on the Treasury General account and keep the hairy eyeball on uh, Secretary Yellen. Thank you so much for joining us. Good. Good night. Thank you. Uh, let's play. I got a call open for Seb Gorka. We're going to go to Kiev now. Uh, let's play it and I'll bring Seb on. We have breaking news tonight as a major shakeup is potentially underway for Ukraine's military. Sources are telling CNN that President Zelensky has now informed his country's top military commander that he has been fired. The move, almost two years after Russia's invasion began, comes after weeks of speculation about tensions between the two of them. Zelensky and his army chief, Valery Zeluzhny, I should say. It's just remarkable because there had been these tensions between them. But this, if it happens, would be the biggest shakeup that we have seen. How significant do you believe that this is? Well, it could be significant. Um, uh, General Zeluzhny has done, by all accounts, earlier. Very- I can't. I can't take. I can't take Bill Taylor. I can't take Taylor again. Seb, you know what's going on. You know what's happening in the battlefield. This is your specialty. Uh, this is as big as it gets, right? The the head of the uniform military, who's a revered figure in in Ukraine, uh, was told he was going to be fired on Monday. Uh, but they'd let him resign. He said, I'm not doing that. All of his generals came out and supported him, at least to date. Zelensky, I think, has announced that this is going to happen tomorrow. Your thoughts, sir? Well, first, I want to talk about the real news that you had Scott Besant on your show, Steve. Can, can we talk about the real strategic news? I mean, seriously, since when does somebody from that that world come on the war room? I mean, come on. I, I've been texting Scott while he was being interviewed, saying, are you ready for what's going to happen to you now? And just his response, I spend my life trying not to get tracked down. So God bless Scott. Yeah. Now I'm going to have him on God my bless. show tomorrow if I can. But supporting the president, telling the truth about Yellen, the Fed, everybody else. So uh, we salute you, Scott. Um, yeah, hold, 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 hold yeah. Seb, hang on one second. I just, I just, hang on, hang on. I want, I want to tell people he gave us real inside baseball on that Treasury general account. That's how Yellen can mess around with the markets, and we're going to monitor it every day. Now that he's gone public, uh, the Warren Posse yeah. can monitor it. So uh, yeah. thank you but, very but, much, but, Seb. But Your let's, thoughts let, on Kiev? Just, uh, just a little footnote there. What you said in your preface to your last question to Scott, we need to keep our eye on on, on on that distinction you made, that, you know, the posse is all good and up to date and has the intel on DOJ, FBI, CIA, deep state. Yes. But, but just as deleterious, it's not just, you know, the Fed's breaking down your door because you're a pro-life activist. It's what they're doing with your money and, and how they're indebting your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren and hocking us up to the eyeballs with, with you know, the Chinese. So we, we need to balance the, the political nous, the knowledge that the war room posse gets with what they're doing uh, in the financial sector that we just don't talk about enough. So, you know, the, the likes of Dave Bratton every Everybody else, but more of Scott Besson, please. Um, with regards to Ukraine, something doesn't add up. As I told you offline, uh, a good friend of mine from the British Army, formerly of the British Army, um, just got back from the front lines in Ukraine. He said in the elite, he was hanging out with the elite units. Uh, we're doing fine, getting training from people like him and others, well equipped, rotating in and out. But that's a fraction of the forces. We're 
when it comes to everybody else, the conscripts, the mobilized regulars, they're just tapped out. They're totally tapped out. And the idea that you announce this wow. person's firing on Monday and, and it's going to be Friday tomorrow, that doesn't make sense. But we can continue after the break if you want. See, uh, se- 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 yeah, Seb, hang on. I want to drill down this. Very big, trying to get $60 billion to the oligarchs that are firing the heroes in Kiev. Next. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency, action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. We're going to play Victoria, Victoria Newland in a second. I want to go back to Seb. Seb, Yellen just came out and said it is urgent. The Secretary of Treasury, it is urgent, urgent that we fund the $60 billion to Ukraine uh, as for national security uh, walk me walk me through your assessment from your friend of the battlefield, what's happening in Kiev, and why, oh, why is Zelensky? Why is he taking on a guy that has approval ratings at 88% and is revered? Even CNN and MSN said this guy's revered by the soldiers, the parents, the citizens, the military establishment. Why? Well, he must be desperate, and that's the question. Why is he desperate, and what's forcing him to do that, or who's forcing him to do that? Uh, that's the real question. And, and you know, I have to share with you a tweet from a congressman I just saw, somebody I'd, I'd never heard of. Have you seen this a tweet earlier today? This individual has stated, and this is a GOP congressman, that's why it's so very interesting, that you have to vote for the border bill, the Langford bill. Why? Because if you don't, you're falling for Russian propaganda. Can, can you just stop and understand the significance of that? When you have a Republican member of Congress who's saying, if you don't vote for a bill that allows that recognizes 5,000 illegal immigrants can come into the nation every single 24 hours, you're actually working for the Russians. Oh, here it is. It's a senator, Senator Mike Rounds, quote, 
I suspect that a lot of the internet rumors about the border deal are coming from overseas. Is this, do we have Adam Schiff's on our side of the aisle in the Senate, Steve? Yeah. So I, I'm, I have a certain guest I'm trying to get on the show tomorrow who, as we speak, is getting a data dump from the people around Zelensky and finding out what's true about the Monday announcement and the uh, uh, imminent firing tomorrow. I'll share everything with all of my listeners and you, Steve, as soon as she comes on the show. But right now, something stinks. Ukraine is in trouble because they simply do not have the capacity to rotate the main forces out of theater. There's no way. You, you know as well as anybody else. If you have fighting units, a third of them are in theater. A third of them are training ready for deployment, and a third of them are re recovering from deployment. That's not the case. All the main fighting forces are deployed with a tiny amount who are training, and then the elite who are being rotated in and out. That operational tempo is unsustainable. Uh, Seb, you know, they talked about press ganging 500,000 new uh, troops, which they can't do. The general's already told Zelensky he can't do right. that. In addition, the, the civilian executives, they just discovered, they admitted they have a $40 million, you know, um, uh, stealing of money for fake ar ar uh, invoices for artillery shells. It could right. go much deeper. Is this, it, 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 Zelensky, this is about the spring offensive failed. Now they're talking about a new spring offensive Everything he's touched has failed. The military has at least delivered with their courage and their valor. I mean, how do you see this thing playing out? And how do you see, do you think there's any chance people could write a $60 billion check when you've got essentially a potential coup because the other general said, no, no, we will not back up this guy leaving. And he said, I'm not voluntarily going to resign. Look, uh, having spent 15 years of my life in that region of the world, uh, 42 billion, are, are you kidding? Uh, you know, let, let, let's put another zero on the end of that. Um, the, that whole part of the world is former communist. And uh, if you want to understand that re region, you have to understand the endemic corruption that's existed there since the fall of communism, not simply until November the 9th, 1989. Uh, when it comes to what my predictions, nothing's changed from what I predicted over the last year. Uh, this will become a frozen conflict, like Transdenistria, like Moldova, like South Ossetia. Uh, you have to give credit to the Ukrainians that they've managed to fight from 22nd in the world against the nation ranked second, uh, fighting that nation to a standstill, they are bleeding out. They are beyond, beyond tired. But again, Steve, there's a big difference when you're defending your homeland, right? These people will never forget the Holomador. They will never forget the 8 million that were killed by the Kremlin in the 1930s. So, you know, they'll fight not to the last man. They'll fight to the last 12-year-old with a pointy stick. Nevertheless, it will continue to get ugly. And there will be, look, let's be honest, how does this end? This ends if we do our part, God willing, President Trump is reelected, and at uh, 12 o'clock on Inauguration Day, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else in the new administration, we put that call through to the Kremlin, we put that call through to Kiev, and we say, boy.
boys. Time to get real. This ends now. That's the only hope for Ukraine. That's the only hope for Europe, getting President Trump and the old band get back together in the West Wing. Uh, Seb, before we let you go, you were my deputy in the White House and worked with uh, we worked together for years over at Breitbart. Can you give the assessment right now of the national security risk of this amnesty bill as far as what you've seen so far? Um, think of the worst possible scenario and then double it. And, and it's not just the bill. I opened the show with a video of the eight illegal aliens in New York. And, and I asked just one question, just, just one very simple question. What happens to a society where it's, when its law enforcement officers, those who run towards the gunfire, can be beaten up on camera by illegal aliens who four hours later walk out of the booking center, walk out of the police station and give a middle-fingered salute to the people waiting outside with massive crap-eating grins. That society cannot last. When you're allowed to get away with that, whether you're an illegal alien or whether you're somebody who sees that, that society is on the brink of collapse. But if you look at the fact that 9-11 was 19 jihadis, in the last year we've arrested 150 terrorists on the border out of the 8 million illegals that Biden has let into the nation that we know of. There is no threat assessment that isn't catastrophic. It is catastrophic because our enemies know the border is open and they've been secreting their assets into this country for three years nonstop. Divisional size assets make it incredibly easy to put the best of your best jihadis, cartel members, North Korean operatives. You choose which enemy threat group it is. They have been secreted into the nation. That's why I pack heat wherever I go. I am authorized to do so. That's why I've got the hard ceramic plates in the back of my Mustang, because when this goes off, it's going to get very hot very quickly. And the front line is going to be your front door. I don't care where you live. You don't have to be on the border. The front line in this war will be when you step out of your home. Seb, right before I let you go, one more question. You and I have talked about yeah. this for years on this show. Chris Ray said yesterday in front of Congress <laughs> that a cyber Pearl Harbor is being planned by Chinese hackers. I mean, it's a prelude to war. You combine that with what you just mentioned. It's a, it's a kinetic third world war on the continent of North America in the United States of America, sir. Steve, come on. Okay. Did, did you guys did your guys not prep your show for you? Do you not have the audio actuality of uh, John Brennan giving an interview today where he said, it's okay, Xi Jinping told Biden he's not going to attack us with cyber forces. Did you, did you not play that cut of the man who, who voted for the Communist Party USA in the 1980s? He, she told Biden I he's not going to do it. I mean, just relax. What, what are you talking about? Um, but it's not just cyber. I had Brett Velikovich on my show today, who's a former drone targeter, right? He's the guy who took out HVTs, high-value targets, with JSOC as a drone targeter. And what he told me on my show, and you can watch it on Rumble or I'll post on my social media. What he told me about the Iranian drone that killed our servicemen in Jordan, he says the guys who designed that and the size of payload that it can deliver, he, he's seen those in action 
in Ukraine. He's been buzzed by them in theater. And you know what he said at the end of that? He said, I expect to see that in the skies over the United States, Steve. So pick it. Pick kinetic. Pick mass shootings. Pick cyber. Pick EMP. Pick bio. And pick drone. But add it all together. That's what we got to prep for until, God willing, we do what has to be done in 10 months' time. It's a concatenation of the worst threats you can imagine in a Stygian witch's brew. And it's coming our way because of Biden and everybody from Jake Sullivan to Austin Lloyd to everyone else who hates America. You can't defend and protect an entity that you detest. And that's who these people are. Dr. Gorka, brilliant. Uh, where do people get your show, podcasts, all your writings, books, all of it? <clears throat> the latest book is The War for America's Soul. Uh, the one that propelled me to the White House, thanks to you and others, is Defeating Jihad. Sla sadly, more relevant than ever. And then, you know, I'm on all the social media platforms that matter, except for those fascists on YouTube. So Rumble, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Get a Truth Social. Just look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka. And um, my... Original analysis is on my Substack, which is SebastianGorka.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Congratulations again on Scott, and let, let's hear from more, more, more from him in the future. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Fantastic. <clears throat> you heard what Seb pulled together right there? That is not, you know, uh, f from obscure journals now. You're t he's taking this from congressional testimony he's taking it from places like the wall street journal this is not buried in the archives or this is not behind some security clearance wall that you can't understand it and he said it i think magnificently you've got all these threats that are converging and i and think about what's going to happen they're going to put the text of this this bill out this amnesty bill that will literally be the destruction of the country because it will codify into law the invasion of your nation it will codify into law the fact they're not going to deport any of the 10 to 12 million they've allowed in on their watch. Forget the illegal aliens that were here before. I'm talking about on their watch of what they planned on and tried to get into this country. will not deport one of them. And more importantly, particularly for the economic structure of this country, with African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans, working-class Americans, uh, and particularly those that are low-skilled, it will flood the zone. They'll immediately give, I don't know, six or seven million work permits because the elites want lower wages and the elites want bigger consumer markets. So for them, it works. Of course, it'll destroy your schools. It'll destroy the health care of these regions. It'll crush families, right? Then you have to have more government intervention, like this tax bill, this phony tax bill. It's just a welfare, an increase in welfare of $1.5, up to $1.5 trillion as Heritage has done the analysis. And so what uh, Seb just laid out right there is the culmination of all of that. And that's why we live in perilous times. And that's why we live in turbulent times. That's why I keep uh, talking to folks about Birch Gold. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Just understand why gold? Why is it gold? Why is it this one thing that's been a hedge against times of turbulence for 5,000 years? Because the times of turbulence we're going to go through and the times of tribulation, I think that's all before us. Remember, President Trump does not get back to the White House until January of 2025, essentially a year 
from now. Well, in a year, you could live many decades. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in just a moment. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting in dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, I think I'm going to clip that, what uh, Hal Seb put that, because it was quite powerful. But uh, over the next couple of weeks, you have this now new tax bill. I mean, here's the irresponsibility of them. With all this fight, and now you heard Scott Besson talk about how they're, they're gaming the system with liquidity in the market. They're not doing quantitative easing because that would be out in front. They're using the, the Treasury General account, which we're going to start monitoring, and insiders on Wall Street monitor closely to see how they're playing around with liquidity into the system to prop up the stock market, at least temporarily. Because the financial assets or financial resource we talked about has now come in very anti-Trump. Although Scott makes the point that it's really the understanding that Trump could return with the deregulations and the tax cuts and getting your control around spending, uh, plus, uh, you know, stopping this geopolitical nightmare that we're getting sucked into every day, a broader war in the Middle East, this Ukrainian nightmare, now the South China Sea and, uh, you know, the CCP, uh, all of it. By the way, it was a brilliant analysis the other day. Someone said that if China was to, if the, uh, the Taiwan was to fall, it'd be a 25% drop. I think it was, I think it was uh, Ken Griffin. It was Ken Griffin said we would go immediately to a Great Depression. Ken Griffin, who, as you know, politically is not a guy I, uh, I think much of, but as a hedge fund guy, as a purely money guy, smart, he said we'd go into a Great Depression immediately if there was either a blockade or an invasion of Taiwan. That's the knife's edge the world's on since President Trump uh, had the election stolen from him because stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Remember, Jim Rickards was on a couple of weeks ago. If you like more of that, uh, Jim Rickards put out, puts out this monthly newsletter, Strategic Intelligence. You should go over to Paradigm Press and check it out. Get you. We're trying to give you every tool in the toolbox. Uh, just because you're a working class audience, just because you're a middle class, doesn't mean you can't get the top thinking. Besant is a legendary trader, a legendary hedge fund manager. And as you can tell today, he's uh, not done a lot of TV interviews. But what he had to say was quite powerful. But that's the types of exposure we're trying to give you 
uh, to make sure that you make the smartest decisions for you and your family because we live in turbulent times and it's only going to get more turbulent. Remember, you have this t- tax deal that came out of nowhere, had to be passed immediately. Uh, Johnson had to use, once again, suspension rules, get all the Democrat votes. It's up to $1.6 trillion, don't believe the $70 billion, adds another massive amount to our deficit. You got this whole, now we're going to get the language on the Ukraine bill and on the, on the amnesty bill. That's all got to come. They're going to drop that on us. We'll make sure we do the full analysis with the audience and for the audience uh, next week, but that's another $100 billion. That doesn't include the $7 trillion they're going to spend with a $2 trillion uh, deficit. So we're going to get into all that. So we're on a knife's edge right here, but you're in the driver's seat. Remember, you're the protagonist. One other item, and I'll get to it again tomorrow morning. McCarthy's announced he's going after the Gates 8, uh, which we call the Hard 8 or the Heroic 8. Well, we daring. He's going to put his money in. Hey, well, War Room will match up with him at any time. And we got a lot of information on McCarthy. Uh, particularly about Sequoia Capital and money he took, uh, particularly related to the Chinese Communist Party. We will go into great depth of that. So you can understand the clients, the guys that take money from McCarthy are stuck with McCarthy, McCarthy's treason. Okay? And we're gonna, we'll lay it all out. Make sure you understand it before you vote for somebody against one of those heroes of the eight that turfed him out. And hey, Kevin, you know, don't go away mad. Just go away. You've been humiliated and you're in the history books. For the first time in the history of this republic, we fired a Speaker of the House. And yes, you were fired within, I think, nine months of taking it. So your total incompetence is in the history books never to leave. But don't take it too hard. Just go to Silicon Valley and make money with your friends. Have them make money with you or let you make money with them. Mike Lindell joins us. Uh, Mike, uh, they're coming after you. I think tomorrow, my guess is tomorrow is when the judge comes out and tries to take Trump's $400 million and tries to bankrupt it. He could be next week. He said he committed. He'd do it by the 31st. He did not. Maybe he's sweating bullets a little mu- uh, much, but they're coming after you. I know you got a big announcement to make, but they're coming after you to bankrupt my pillow because, quite frankly, they've had a belly full of Mike Lindell saying uh, game day voting, uh, paper ballots, hand counted, no machines. They don't like it. They don't like you, and they don't like my pillow. Your response, sir. Well, my response to them, it's too late because we already have the plan to secure our elections. You go to lindellplan.com, everybody learn about that there. And they're trying to destroy my pillow, this uh, awesome employee-owned company. Well, tomorrow morning, we're going to have a big big announcement with uh, our other platform, mystore.com which by the way, it's all entrepreneurs, USA products. Yeah, you can get a pre, a, go pre-look there. We put the war room code that you can use there right now tonight. And um, we're, my pillow is going to be doing all the fulfillment for that too. So it keeps our employees even more busy. But you guys have done this. You kept the war room, the war room posse. Look at that. That's a, that's the special we were going to have out there all over the place for $39.98. We took an extra $10 off the queen size my Pillow 2.0, best pillow in history. Remember, we've sold over 83 million My Pillows, and we're going to hit 100 million. I know that. Five dollars more for the king size. All these specials we were going to have with these commercials that we had done for Fox and others. There's the blankets. Uh, all the blankets came in. By the way, the flannel sheets they're going to be gone very soon, but they're all in right now. All the new colors came in. War Room Posse special. Uh, you guys can use that promo code warm room or call 1-800-873-1062. Your whole order will ship with free shipping. And every Steve, everyone's been taking uh, advantage of the beds and the MyPillow toppers because of that high price shipping. 
And remember everybody, we helped design, I helped design those beds. It's every piece that goes into a bed, every part of it, we, how will it help me? How is it gonna help? Problem, solution, I mean, it manifests to the greatest bed and topper in history. All our products are like that. You gotta look at a product, you invent some product solution or problem solution, but you guys get it for the best prices in history. It actually helps you and it helps my employees and my pillow, which then, it helps me because I can be out there fighting for our country and getting rid of uh, machines, go to paper ballots, pay and counting, and uh, uh, get this plan moving forward. So it, everything works together. And you guys have helped so much. I don't know where I'd be right now without the War Room Posse, Steve. You guys have they've done it all. Well, it's the quality of your products, the quality of your people, the quality of your company, and the quality of your character, sir. 800-873-1062 is the number. MyPillow.com, promo code WORM. Make sure you got the back of Mike Lindone, the entire team out there in, uh, in Minneapolis. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, big announcement, MyStore.com, everybody, tomorrow. On the War Room, the second hour is going to start. Rob Reiner's throwing down on Christian nationalism. We've got a packed show. Liz Jura is going to join me. Brandon Showwater. Do not miss the next hour. You'll get even more jacked up. Short break. Back in a moment. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take, take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.